morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Curious Anarchy podcast, and we're here today to have a little chat with a personal trainer, friend of mine. I'm Jermaine, and I'm joined by Mark. How are you, Mark? I'm great. I'm thinking, um, for the people that don't know us pro- like in person, and if you're listening anywhere around the world, um, you're going to enjoy this session, I think, because the personal trainer... Now, Jermaine is everything a personal tra- trainer could dream of, and I'm everything a personal trainer would dread. So this will be a very interesting interview in terms of the balance of the questions and the responses. So um, put on your gym wear, fasten your seatbelts, and let's go. Awesome, awesome. Um, oh, sugar, I'm actually a bit early. <laughs> Okay, well, we can talk. We can, why don't we spend a bit of time talking about your sporting prowess? Oh, oh go on then. Go on then. So, the people that, who haven't fully listened to the whole ice caps thing, give us a range of what things you've sports you've taken play, part in, what you, how you've represented, etc. So, to my knowledge, it was football was one. You played football quite a lot when you were younger to quite a good level. Um, well, I say quite a good level. Myself, yes, but I wasn't like, I wasn't playing for the district or, you know, the region or anything. Um, I played for school and I did, I did some Sunday league, um, you know, outside of school, college, post uni and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Jermaine, Jermaine, when we were growing up, Sunday league was a good level. That was a good level, man, trust me. Because it it meant that you you could play in any environment. You could play in any environment. That was the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, you yeah. know, a lot of the people that went on to become professionals often talk about their days in Sunday League. You know, it's just, it was a stepping stone and a learning curve. Mm. You know, like going to places where they had, didn't have proper training, uh, you know, like dressing rooms and there were warm showers or any showers in some cases um, where the pitches were muddy as hell. I mean, those were incredibly learning days. So... I'm going to take that as a, a decent level, but then nothing compared yeah. to your athletic status or prowess. Well, yeah, um, for um, in my athletics, I, I competed for school. I competed uh, for Hales Owen. Um, and in fact, there was one point where I was even considering joining Birchfield Harriers. Well, I mean, they're a decent outfit. I want to say this, that for... People that are listening, they're going to fall into two camps. The camp that's done athletics understands what you're talking about and the camp that yeah. haven't because because yeah. <laughs> only athletes say, I competed and then don't go on to talk about what events they competed in. Like They don't talk about the specific disciplines that they did. You know, non-athletes would say, well, I once did 100 metres, you know, like, you know, they're actually really specific about the event they tried to do. I used to be good at long jumps. I threw a shot. But for athletes, they're like, you know, I just competed. And that's it. You don't have to say what in. (laughs) So if you were like almost pretty good on the junior level and and almost joining county level, what were Mm. your events? What were your um, disciplines? What what, what were you good at? Okay. So um, I had my three events, which were were my events. Yeah. Technically, it's four. So I did 200, 100, uh, long jump and triple jump. They long were, jump. So, so they, you're, they were my core event. So the only person I can remember that used to do that was Carl Lewis. 
mm-hmm. Carl Lewis was like literally those four events on a, on an on an Olympic level. I can't remember many other people doing all of those, and he was in sensational in each. And you had to be fast, tall, um, able to propel yourself through air very well. Um, yeah. It sounds like you've got all of those down pat, really. I mean, I I was fast. Um, I haven't tested myself recently, but I reckon I, I could probably, I may be 0.3 of a second slower, which wow. I wouldn't know, but you know, I don't, I don't, wow. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, Jermaine. I don't know. I have no idea. I was in the peak of my, my athleticism um, at that point, got training once a week. Then we had our, our events. Um, we'd travel all over the country. Um, McDonald's leagues, our local league. We, yeah, again, competed against teams around in and around the Midlands. Um, and Can I just take a quick? May I take a quick second just to laugh at the idea of a McDonald's league? Yeah, I, I know it. It is quite a paradox. It, <laughs> it's quite a paradox. You know, that's the only thing that would bring me into the sport. Really, you know, what I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, um, so you did all that. Any other sports that you've done? Oh, um, I once did the 5,000 metres for Hells Owen because we were, were, our 5,000 metre runner wasn't there. Um, So we needed to fill in. And for some reason, I decided to put my hand forward and say, yeah, fine, I'll take one for the team. Did you finish it? I did. I did. I think I was about... I think I was about a minute and a half behind the rest of the field. It started off That's not too good, bad. Though. About three laps in, I, you know, I was kind of keeping up with everyone, and then it yeah. just kicked in, and it was like, "Yeah, this, I know this is a my sport." I don't <laughs> know different. any other athlete that's ever got done, you know, let's say at the same event a two hundred meters and then a five thousand. That's mad. Yeah, yeah, that's really mad. Like, um, can you imagine Carl Lewis doing that? No, not at all, not in a million years. <laughs> And in fact, I remember Michael Johnson. Is it Michael Johnson, the American 400-meter runner? Yes, yes. Surname certainly Johnson. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, I remember him talking about watching Mo Farah and just talking about just inconceivable for him to even imagine running that to a distance. Mm. Mm. Al Jermaine's different like that. He's made a different metal. He did both. That's all I'm saying to you. Um, (laughs) Outside of athletics, is there any other sports that you've done? Um, football, as you know. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Because I can think hockey. of one, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to say it. Hockey. No, that wasn't the one, but okay, let's go there. That's that's one. Netball. Played netball. Um, no, I was thinking of something completely different to those. But you know, just I've played. No, but I'm thinking of something you did competitively and completely away from all of those. Basketball. That's the other no. one. No, there was um, another one. Uh, archery. No. Um, what else have I done? I'll give you a clue. What happens on Curious Anarchy stays in at Curious Anarchy. Gambling. Now that's a line from a film. And right. the film was about an underground Vagrant. an underground um, white collar workers club for people that wanted to um, outside of their day job, which was let's say being a lawyer or an accountant or a banker, they would actually box underground. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Boxing as well. <laughs> Again, because I can't remember wow. many 100-meter runners that turned to boxing. So that's why I'm amused by that. It always <laughs> amuses me that you that you went into that direction. Um, 
So, it's, a, it's a little bit later on in life, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not, I, I think myself and most of the listeners aren't going to judge time in this at all. We're just going to look at uh, quanti- quality rather than quantity or, or you know, what specific parts of your life, just that you've done all these things, yeah. you know. Like if you said to me now, oh, we did a couple of years of rock climbing. It's like, wow, I don't know what age you were, but that's quite amazing that you've done all of these different things where most people listening will struggle to do even a quarter of those things. Most people may have played football or may have done netball, but most of the other stuff, pretty unlikely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's given the audience a sense of your general overall fitness. <laughs> even though even though you live sometimes a less than pure and healthy life, you still have a your, your starting level of fitness. If you went to a gym tomorrow, your starting level of fitness is way above a lot of people. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, my resting heart rate is around 72. Again, that's another difference between us, because I have no idea what you just said, what it meant. Oh, my my heart rate. You know your your BPM, beats per minute? No, I don't, but I'm happy to go with this. Your resting heart rate. Um, If the more you say something that someone doesn't know, doesn't mean they suddenly know it. For the majority of people, it's around 80 sort of 80, 86, um, but mine's 72. Wow, is that good? That's quite low, considering. Wow, um, okay. There are people with, like, ones that are just about 60, just slightly under, but you're talking athletes, you know. Um, oh, you're so, oh, I guess, right, I guess okay, I'm yeah, not okay. that far off. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying now. Now it makes sense what you're saying. Mm. Wow, okay. Um, so you're generally very healthy. So before we talk to your friend... Do you want to mm. give people a tip as to how you can merge a lifestyle that includes bringing up a child and, and perhaps doing every, one, every now and again, you know, like going to music and things, and also maintaining a, a good heart, heart resting rate? How do you manage to combine everything? I think one of the things for me is to have the support. So that support in terms of mentally, uh, practical support, emotional support um, and creating some sort of routine so whether you want okay. to pick a day to do something on like every week um, or you know particular times of any day um, so is, is that what you still do you still do a routine yeah 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 I mean I, I have my routine that I do um, it's just not not every day that I do it but well no, no one's suggesting it should be yeah but I mean, it, a routine would imply that it's on a regular basis. So although you might not be able to do it every day, yeah. let's say you're guaranteeing that you're doing, let's say, three days a week. And how long mm. would that take you to do your routine? So what I'd do is I'd usually go cycling. Um, so I'd, I'd go cycling for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Just disappear and just get lost in, in the wind on the roads. Um, and then, yeah. That's like my my thing. Um, if I'm going okay. to the gym. That's usually on a Saturday morning. Um, but you would go most Saturday morning. Most if people want to find you on a Saturday, generally it would be in the gym. It would be generally be in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And how long are you spending in the gym? Um, it varies as the. Uh, <laughs> okay. As the, well, at the moment, it, it, it's been varying because um, the spa area hasn't been open so now now it's open i'm in there just a little bit longer now um so, so sorry is the spa area thing. is that yeah, part of your routine area. as so, well 
Yeah, 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 of course. Like, listen, if you go to the gym, make like use the facilities, please. They've okay, got the, the, the sauna, they've got the steam room, and they've also got the cold room as well. Like, use these things. These are really, really good for your body. It's good, great for skin as well. If I said to you, how, how familiar are you with, you know, the routine or the everyday usage of being in a bar or a pub? Yeah. You have to remember that some people listening aren't used to being in a gym like that. So you kind of have to break it down a little bit for people as to, you know, like what what is the the, the practice that you'd have over, over an hour or two hours that you'll be in the gym? So are you stretching? Are you working out? Are you... Oh, yeah, always. Sauna? Always, doing everything. Always, always stretch. You know, um, I used to go to a gym that Bella B from the Who Is series... Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to be a, a trainer there. Um, she used to do Tabata classes, um, and she did boot camp as well, which was okay. an hour every. I think it was every Wednesday or Thursday, or was it every? It was two days a week. I remember I used to go for like two days a week and do wow. sessions with her in a, in a Odd. class mainly populated with women. She's, uh, she's a female trainer, but. It's, she's but, absolutely amazing and she trains men too so it's not like there's any objection no, no. to watch but did you do that on top of doing your routine oh yeah I, I went and did classes and I went and had my own wow did my own thing can't um, even imagine that's when I had a little bit more time <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> that, I understand but, that but I'm just yeah. it's just like the you know I don't know how to put it it's like you know like for example if you're going to do if I spoke to you over a week and you're going to do certain activities r- r- around Curious Anarchy and, and all the things that you're doing. So you've mm-hmm. got sort of like set routines of during the week. I want to do Clubhouse at, say, 7 o'clock at night and things like that. You actually had that over a week going to the gym. Like, for example, Saturday morning, you'd be doing weights, cycling, you'd be doing during the week. And yeah. you'd be going to and you'd be going to classes like uh, Bella B's ones. So there was quite a lot of dedication to that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. Well, that, you see, when you say, oh, yeah, most people don't have that level. They perhaps so, dream of me, it. When I say, oh, yeah, I mean for me. <laughs> so I'm know. saying it to the point of view of encouraging people who perhaps aren't doing it, how they could do it. Mm. So I'm like looking at what, what that would entail. So mm-hmm. this is one of the things that stops most people. I'm going to come down to very basics now. Yeah. I don't want to talk about you being in the gym. I want to talk about you, how you get ready to go to the gym. What what do you prepare for that visit? Like, what do you have to have ready with you for that? Like, because you couldn't just go visit a friend. What do you need with you to attend the gym for you? So, a decent pair of trainers. Um, depending on if you're doing weights, you might want to get um, maybe like a wider set type of uh, of trainers um if you're running then you know some running some really good running shoes um so do you use different shoes for the lip on the front of the the, the trainer um do you, mean, do you yeah. use different yeah. shoes for the treadmill than you would for the um you know yeah, I, I i do yeah like so I would you have, have two sets of shoes with you. <laughs> yeah i would actually have no i'm just trying to get like, make I, sense I, of it yeah, I, I would. I like. I had uh, a pair of running shoes, and then I just had like a pair of regular trainers. Right. That okay. I'd okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just. A, and what are you wearing? What's your outfit for the day? A pair of shorts and a t-shirt. 
That's like, it. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not fancy that. As long as I've got, you know, it might be a pair of joggers, depending on what I'm doing. If I'm doing, no, but I'm saying people, joggers, I'm saying people go jumping and and like everything else. Yeah. Then yeah, a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and a, a flannel. Because I sweat a lot. Yeah, I do as well. But I mean, I sweat just walking to the gym, so it's different. But um, so the the point is that you can just turn up. You don't have to wear like fingerless gloves and headbands and all that stuff that you see people on TV all doing. So you can literally just go in shorts and a a T-shirt and different pair of trainers, basically. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I've seen people in jeans. um, In the gym? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's not put people onto that road. Let's assume that we're going to go with some kind of jogging I'm, I'm, trousers. I'm not suggesting that, that that's the best thing to do. Yeah, but, no. You know, no. I want to get if, people motivated so to use it. That you happen to be in the area and you're like, oh, I really fancy a gym session, but I'm in my jeans. Uh, you can still go in and do what you need to do. So imagine you're leaving your house. It's a Saturday morning and you're on your way to the gym. Is there anything that you do to get ready between reaching the gym and leaving your house sort of thing? Like, is there any psych myself up yeah like that you do you do (laughs) literally some days it's it's more difficult than others right that's what now now you're talking to the general population so that's good so yeah so what what does that mean like break it break it down for us so what do you mean by when you i just feel tired i just feel tired yes good good this is what we want and like it's it's like oh it's early it's too early yeah yeah, i don't want to get up just yet you know so I mean? even like professional athletes feel that as well. Especially when it's a weekend and it's like, I don't need to get up. Or, exactly. Well, we're in a pandemic. Exactly. So I don't really need to get up for anything these days. But aside from the pod. Oh, no, yeah, um, exactly. But, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, 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 yeah, it really is a, a test of willpower. So even for athletes like yourself, it would still be the same because that's what most people, well, I'd say 90% people don't go to gym because of that. That session I mean, between leaving the house and reaching the gym. Like they might end up in Costa Coffee or something because they got close, but they just weren't psyched up enough. I think it's it's slightly nuanced. Um, one, I'm I'm not an athlete. I might I'm athlete. I might be athletic, but I'm not paid to to no, no, okay, all right. or anything. You know? so slightly they, splitting hairs. There's a whole hairs. lifestyle that, that goes around that. Okay, um, but it's slightly splitting hairs because you're you're more athletic than most of the people. I'm uh, going to talk for most of the people that are listening. You're more athletic than most of us. So, so therefore, we're just trying to get a live vibe of how you do it. So, it's I wouldn't more like... like to assume. I wouldn't like to assume, but um, yeah. Sorry, what was the question? So, when you're psyching <laughs> yourself up on the way, oh yes, yes. What stops you just stopping and going to the cafe instead of going to the gym? What what keeps you on the track? Oh, um, it's that feeling of knowing that. Once I've been to the gym, once I'm in the gym, I'm okay. It's, it's oh, right, just okay, getting okay. into the gym. Like once okay. you're there, once you've once I've left the house and I'm on the way there, I've got my backpack. I'm in my trainers. I might actually be wearing what I'm, you know, going to be okay. performing if you like okay. <laughs> exercise. No, no, but that, that makes I'm sense. Like, it makes um, sense that you say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm already set. Um, so you you haven't got a problem with people going to the gym wearing their gym wear on the way there, sort of thing. Why I, I have no idea why anyone would have a problem with that. Oh, no, I don't, I don't. I don't have an answer to that. I'm I just, mean, I'm the majority of the time, I do like to. You know, I carry some, a change of clothes because I like to go into the steam sauna and, and all of that. Um, okay. So yeah, it does get a bit, you know, sweaty and, and 
sticky and stuff. But um, yeah, change your clothes. Always, always, always keep a change of clothes. Always shake it. Right. Change your mm. clothes. I've got a it's... flannel. Um, are you wearing the same? Are you wearing your shorts when you go to the steam room and the sauna? Yeah, yeah. I um, I get the kind of shorts that are quite thin. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they kind of allow me to breathe. And what about you? haven't mentioned anything about... Um, headbands, uh, no. Because I don't no, wear no, headbands. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say water. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That, obviously. That, what do you mean? That, you that, bring that, your that's own? That's kind of a given. That's, that's a given. I, I would always carry water, a bottle of water with me. You'd always carry a bottle of water? Yeah. Like 1.5 or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 1.5. And to be honest, I, I tend not to really drink so much water when I'm training. Um, uh-huh. Only because there's there's a dynamic that it... There's something that it does to the body where it pushes it just that little bit more if you're not hydrating. It does what? Sorry? Hydrating. Say that again? It pushes your body a little bit more when you're if not you don't If you don't put water in. Hydrate. Yeah. So okay. I'm, it's not, I'm not saying to not put water in. The same to just be s- s- perhaps uh, slower with your water intake. Okay, okay, okay. With, with mine, and and I'm not giving this to anyone as advice. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. We were asking you what your routine is. It's not about. No, no one should be copying you. That's why we're hoping to have a trainer on. Just of course, I just be... want to make that expressly clear. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's, you have done, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So, so you got your water, you got your flannel, you got your change of clothes, you hit the gym. What what are you starting out with? How are you beginning your routine? Once you've you know stretching. put your stretching, huh? I'm stretching straight into the, uh, the the matted area to just to stretch. So I'll do you know like top to bottom, neck, shoulders, back, hips, legs, uh, knees, ankles, everything, and then I'll do some actual like um, dynamic stretching. Um, so lunges, um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I, I, I like to fully stretch my body and get really relaxed and like loosen up the muscles and joints and everything before I get into it. And then um, I'll go on the treadmill perhaps or on a bike or yeah, treadmill or a bike and then maybe uh, the rower and I'd do about 2000 meters on a rower. Wow. Yeah. So that That's takes a lot. Me, takes me about, I think it's around seven and a half minutes, eight minutes. Wow. Um, to do that, it's very different pulling two thousand meters than running. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I would really imagine it would be. <laughs> um, but I always wow. think of like Stephen Redgrave and what's what's it? Redgrave and the other one, the Coxless. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always think name? of them like in the Olympics. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, when I worked with homeless people, I was working in a place called Vauxhall, and not far from where we worked was the um, Surrey Cricket Ground. Yeah. And I don't know how we organised this, but we got permission to use their gym during the day because mm-hmm. the cricketers weren't using it during the day. They'd come after work or after they had a match. So we could actually go there about midday and use it for an hour or so. And I had a range of people of all from 16 to 25, from hardcore drug users to mental health to everything. I had a whole range of people, male and female. And um, so we, they had uh, the rowing machines like you're talking about there. And it was really funny because they, at the time they'd had a challenge. I can't remember, it was maybe a 2,000 meter challenge. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and at the top all the list of all the people like like uh, Freddie Flintoff and um, uh, Mo Farah like people had come and just done it done the challenge and put their time next to it yeah yeah and of course as you can imagine with young people they were so determined to get a time up and you could tell who our lot were because you know when you look down the, you know like the um, I don't know if you ever saw on Top Gear where they used to do the fastest lap or something yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. like this so we had like you'd, you'd have like Matthew Pinsett 10 seconds or something and Mo Farah 30 seconds and then you'd have all us like 10 and a half minutes or something <laughs> it was just brilliant it was no, like the, it, the thing is is like when you were a kid and you know, if, if you're not participating competitively in a sport yeah. it's just about having fun just yeah, yeah. enjoying like yeah. that's the main thing if you're so not true. enjoying so like, true. something else see if I can do sports like boxing and football because I don't notice I'm doing but if you put me mm-hmm. in the gym I get bored out of my mind bored mm-hmm. out of my mind so you know and that then, you know what right we should go boxing training oh, I'd love to I'd love to do, to do that with you that would spike your fitness I went boxing training and I can't remember how I did this I was in the gym or you'd break no I was using a gym and this Mm -hmm. guy was like giving me boxing training Uh, like I went went, well standing there with the gloves and I would follow him around the you know the room where they like where Bella uses those kind those kind of no you know those kind of rooms where they do classes with all mirrors everywhere yeah I'd follow him around this room and I'd be trying, and he'd be going like left, right, punch up, down, all this stuff, yeah? Yeah. Now, if I had my music on, I didn't even notice I was doing it. So I could literally right. keep doing it. Right? Yeah, and you're just keeping in time to the yeah. music. Yeah, but if yeah. he said, right, now stop that and come and do some weights, I'd be bored out of my mind. I was barely doing them because it was like <laughs> so boring, man. Um, and when I did capoeira, it's like done to music. So I just loved it. I was just, I felt like I was dancing, not doing yeah. workout. And it was great. It was really great. But um, and with football as well, because football's competitive. So any sport that's competitive like that, you enjoy it because you're kind of wrapped up in the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't have any speed at all. I didn't have speed at school. But now, being 140, obviously, I don't have no speed whatsoever. But I mean, even when I worked at Arsenal, I was a tour guide. I played five a side with some of the younger lads. And look, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got a good touch on the ball. I just haven't got any speed. So, you know, that you're not going to change that over time. Mm-hmm. You know, like my grandfather had trials for, I think, West Ham, but he had speed and touch. I've just got touch. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. And I'm talking about when he did it, he couldn't afford to give up his day job to play football. You know, I think we talked about this on the football podcast we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. He yeah. couldn't afford to give up his day job, which was like um, working in a factory. He couldn't afford to give that up to play football professionally. Mm-hmm. Like his mum said, you can't afford to have that drop in the wage. Um, mm. Imagine that. What yeah, exactly, and, exactly. And now, I mean, even semi-pro. Uh, uh, you know, oh, I mean, look, semi-pro, uh, you could. Quite well. I mean, there's lads playing for all the top teams who are getting a thousand pound a week. A week, yeah. A week, and you consider the average wage in this country would be about a thousand pound a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's mental. Because I, I tell you this story. Um, there was a lad I asked you to look up the other day. Ravel Morrison mm-hmm. uh, at Man United, he was absolutely dynamite. They reckon he was one of the best young prospects they've ever had at the club, better than Ronaldo. Yeah. And he played for the under 
17s, they won the cup. The Man United, uh, they won the cup. He played for the England under 15s. They won a tournament. And everyone was raving about the guy. But he had this problem that in Manchester, he lived in Manchester, he was in the gang culture. And all his mates were in gangs. And he, like, couldn't get away from it. Like, he couldn't mm-hmm. step back. He couldn't take a, you know, like, a half a yard back and say, I'll just watch, I won't get, I won't get involved. Wonderful, and it sounds like we have just been joined by Danielle. Hi. How are you, Danielle? Hey, hey! Welcome to the Curious oh, Anarchy podcast, that. Danielle. Hi, Wonderful to have you here. To can you hear us okay? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, it was lovely to meet you, Mark. Wonderful. Wow. Really nice uh, to meet you. Awesome stuff. Um, okay, so uh, we were just kind of going through some of my personal history with sport and athleticism and uh, a bit of Mark's. We were kind of touched on a little bit of boxing. Um, no, uh, what I wanted to, to say was, uh, I wanted to invite Danielle and say, You've got a wonderful uh, audience here because people listening in can hear you talk to Jermaine, who is, in my book, super fit, and me, who is super unfit. And, <laughs> like, the way that you talk to us both will inspire the audience because you've got both sides of the coin, really. Okay, you know, you've got both sides good. of a different coin. That... Yeah, so we're, in, we're waiting to be inspired and, and motivated by you. Oh, bless. I'm mm. so happy to hear that, you know, and... Jermaine joined us yesterday. We did a room in my club on Clubhouse called Wealthy and Uniquely You. Oh, wow. And um, that's where we met, really, in with Jermaine. So um, wow. it's, yeah. it's a pleasure yeah. to be grateful. It's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. You're our first personal trainer we've ever had. Oh, that's good. Yes. And, and a I'm woman the, as the, well. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, Yes. I, I couldn't tell from the podcast, but I'm assuming you were a woman. I didn't yeah. want to make any assumptions. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, we were just talking about uh, our experiences of, of sport, <laughs> and athletics, and boxing and capoeira. Um, I even did jiu-jitsu. I, I don't think... Oh, I you didn't mention that until now. Okay. Yeah. I'm a black belt as well. So Say what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A wow, black let's not mess with him, Daniel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> let's not mess with him. Um, and uh, Danielle, um, you're from We All Fit. Can you can you kind of tell us a little bit about what We All Fit is all? About? Yeah, what's that all about? And some of yeah. your your background because it's quite interesting. Mm. And also, where are you from, Danielle? So first off. Um, I was born on an island called St. Helena. And if you've wow. never heard of it, it's a place where the English uh, sent Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, that's right. To, I, do, yeah. I remember that in history. Yes, hey, yes, yes. Win, win. So most people don't know about it. So we always fall on Napoleon to, to show people <laughs> where it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I left there when I was about 16. I moved to wow. a little island called Ascension Island, which is a transit island on the way to the Falklands. Again, another oh my war God. story. All war stories, so sad. Okay. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were going to bring this sadness to us. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I moved to England when I was 22 to join the military. And I've... Sorry, what? Hello? Yeah. Uh, exactly. an island in 
near the Falklands to come to England to join the military. Yeah, exactly. You might want to explain that a tiny bit. Yeah. So um, I've always been into sports. I'm a swimmer by nature. I, I love swimming. And I, on Ascension Island, I joined the fire service and I did a lot of fitness there, looking after myself helped a few of my colleagues and ready for their fire. Mm-hmm. I realized that I really had a passion for helping other people to get fit and healthy. And I met a few soldiers while I was on Ascension and they was like, hey, you're on this little island, you're wasting potential. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they got me. They sold me the army so well. I signed up. I joined the wow. regiment um, called Remy. It's Royal Electrical and Mechanical Engineers. And I became a vehicle mechanic. No, I wasn't a good one, but I did it. And I fixed some stuff and I broke some stuff. It was an amazing adventure. Um, wow. It... So hold on, can I just ask? Because I want to ask, if you don't mind, can I ask Jermaine? Jermaine, do you know what the pop? Do you know what? Do you know what the population of Ascension Island is? I don't actually, and I, I'm not with my laptop at the minute, so I can't even check. Do you know? Well, I do now. Yes, eight hundred and six people. Wow. <laughs> so it's eight hundred and five now that Danielle's here. So um, there's tower blocks with that many people. In. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. And Danielle, just to check. You know, you joined the army here, but you didn't swim from Ascension to here, did you? <laughs> No, that's a good one. I like that. No, I was just wondering because you said you love swimming. I just checking out how much you love it. Hold on, you came from there and you joined the army here. Was that not a culture shock from eight hundred people? There's more than eight hundred people in the army. Exactly. I don't know. Was that not a culture shock? It was different um, because I was 22 as well. And I'd already had yeah. like five years in a career that I absolutely loved. Um, I learned very quickly that I didn't fit. It, it was not the place for me. This okay. is my own okay. personal opinion. I'm not. No, no, yeah, it's your opinion. Absolutely. Um, no, no, no. I, I tried, I gave my best and I went into quite severe depression when I got injured. And okay. um, how did you get I, injured? Yeah, sorry, what's this? You didn't tell us you got injured. Yeah, so we was running basically. We do t- things called tabs, which is a tactical advance to battle. And um, I rolled on my ankle because obviously you're carrying like 13 kilo on your back and a weapon. And I rolled on my ankle and I had to rehabilitate myself. Obviously, because it was a grade two sprain. It took a lot longer than the physios wanted to do, and it took a lot longer than I wanted it to. And my, oh. I lost my promotion opportunities, and my depression just, oh, just came man. up on me. Anyway, I, at a time in my life where suicide was an option, huh? uh, three three months three months later, I, I found out I was pregnant, and I was like, okay. Um, so I can't commit suicide anymore, but I'm still depressed. Like, what am I wow. going to do? And you get pregnant from an ankle injury. That's quite impressive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is good science, today, Mark. This is good science. <laughs> yeah. What we learned. I've heard, I've heard about learned. The, um, the theory that there were women previously in ancient history that were able to, uh, were they asexual, I think it was, it was called? Mm-hmm. They were able to, like, get pregnant themselves. 
um, but it was something to do with the bone marrow. So as you mentioned ah. about your your ankle breaking, um, yeah, I wonder if there was some perhaps bone marrow released. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So so hold on. You got pregnant. You couldn't do exercise anymore, and you were feeling depressed and depressive yeah. and suicidal. Wow. What a time. Yeah. And you were and you were only twenty two at the time. I was 24 by then. Oh, 24. But even still, that's pretty young. So I did like three, but then I did six years. I didn't come out about my depression, uh, my depression until 2018 in November. And what complete this. Yeah, we talk about everything was, on here. Don't worry about my, that. Yeah, I was crying in my bedroom and my son was about 10 months old. Yeah. Um, and he, he walked in my room and he went and got me and started wiping my tears. So I went to the medical center for the military and I said, look, you'll need to do something. Can you hear me? Because I'm really Although we lost you. We lost, yeah, we can hear yeah, we you. Lost you. We lost you a tiny bit there just went, yeah, for a second. Someone tried to call me. So really, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I went and admitted myself to the Department of Mental Health, you know, and um, basically wow, that was you... part of me finding out that, you know, maybe I need to move on from the military. And when I did leave yeah, in yeah. 2020, I met my partner, my husband now, and we started oh. We All Fit because he's been in the industry for about 16 years as a bucket. Oh, he's, he's, wow. so you, you, you married someone who's in the industry, basically. Yeah, yeah, we met, we met um, by other means. And then, you know, we thought, oh, you know, we've got all this potential. Why, why, because the thing about gymnasiums, if you work as a personal trainer for a gym, you have to pay them rent. Okay. Oh, oh, this yeah. is another conversation we're going to have yeah. for me. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Stuff. It is basically <laughs> legal slavery, I'm telling you. But anyway, um, we started We All Fit, and we were called We Fit when we first started. And we, we looked on the government website, and the name was already taken by people oh. who fitted cupboards. <laughs> oh, right, okay. <laughs> 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 so we sat down. That's a different we, kind of meaning. Yeah, yeah really. We really. went in circles and it was like, whoa, we all fit. Went from there and it took us a year to get this logo that you can see now. And oh, yeah. as, as you can tell, Jermaine probably figures it all out. It's a lotus leaf with a heart that shows oh. the mouth as, as the engine of the body and the pineal yeah. gland. So hold on, but you you and your partner are doing this, aren't you, together? Yes, yeah. So you might as well call it We All Perfect Fit. Yes, true. We are. And that's part of our message. We are all perfect, you know, in in a very unique way. Because what we noticed that the fitness industry wasn't exposing to people is the fact of the reality that we are all unique and there is not a one size fit all approach. Oh, I, I love this woman already. Sorry. You, I love no. you already. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I really do. No one talks like that. No one. That's brilliant. No, because it doesn't make money, Mark. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. it's just brilliant. I love what you're saying. Because it's. Mm. we were talking before you came on about why people might not go to the gym. Mm. And, and in a way, you've hit upon it just in that one little expression. Because people feel 
they're the wrong size, they're the wrong fit, they're not fit enough, they're not strong enough, they're not, they're, you know, the body shape and all this stuff. And trying to talk to Jermaine about how people could start just beginning to go to the gym for the first place and just listening to Jermaine, how he gets to the gym, how he actually gets to the gym. Because for a lot of people, you start off heading for the gym, you pack your bag, and two hours later, you wake up in Costa Coffee or somewhere, or McDonald's, <laughs> because you didn't, you didn't make it through the door. Because the, the sense of going through the door with people you don't know and people kind of like looking at you and everyone else in there looking super fit. I once went to a, a yoga class with four women. Mm. A, a woman I met at a party and she said, come along, I'll do a yoga class actually in my house. I went, okay, I'll come. That's and amazing. it looked like, no, no, it looked like I was with the Chinese gymnastic team. They were all absolutely perfect gymnasts yeah. doing yoga. And I looked like one of those football thugs in the TV. And it just didn't work. Uh, you know, my shorts were wrong. I couldn't even properly bend down and they're all doing backward flips and what, what. And it was just, that's the thing for a lot of people it puts off is it's like, the, you feel like you're the wrong fit for the wrong, you know like that thing when you're kids and you try and put a, a round thing in a round hole and things like that. You feel like you're the wrong shape for that. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will understand what I'm saying. But, but, there's this that image in your head that you walk through the door and there's these people that look like they're about to take on um, Lennox Lewis or something or, or Anthony Joshua and you walk through the door and you look like you're about to be a weeble or something. You know, you're about to be some kind of Teletubby extra. Oh. And it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> fit. You know, Mark, I so you've said this because I've... I hear it all the time in the industry, and we touched on this yesterday, Jermaine. And you know, a lot of the times we get an image with fitness. Like you said, now if I had to yeah. say the word yoga, you would see those four women. You would see the yeah. gymnastics. Hundred percent. And and so I always tell people it starts with self awareness. When when we're resonating fitness with a certain image. It's no longer about us and what we want. It's it's all about fitting in with a sort of society, a sort of yeah. look, a sort of trend. Yeah. But I did um, a discovering your unique fitness approach um, club on Clubhouse last month, and it helps people to actually decide if they they're taking part or choosing to do fitness because they want to or because it's a trend or it's influenced by family and friends. Yeah. Because as soon as you discover you're making the decision consciously, looking around is no longer an option. You, you switch everybody off and it's all about self, you know? In a, so in how, do you, how do you, Daniela, how do you do that? How do you stop those other images coming into your head? Because as soon as you walk through the door, you're, you're mm. buffeted by all these, um, like caricatures, I want to put. I want to use the word caricature. <laughs> that it looks like um, something out of some movie where everybody, you know, or Love Island. It looks like Love Island. Everybody looks super nice. well, super fit, super lovely. And you're walking through the door going, uh, my glasses are steamed up, my braces are falling down. You know, like it just, I'm in the wrong place here. <laughs> you, you know, um, this is hard because everybody I've worked with since I started my business has been beginners or they've been out the game for more than 20 years, but most of them has, have been beginners. And I had the opportunity to walk in the gym with someone for the first time in their life. 
I, you know, I was the first person to ever take him in a gym. And I tell you, to to be experience that barrier they have of what fitness is like. They use the same example, Love Island. Now, I'm gonna say this um, without trying to offend anybody, uh-huh. but we should be aspiring to what we visualize ourselves to be in the future as opposed to looking outside of ourselves at a Love Island actor or celebrity, whatever you want to call it. But hold on, Daniel, if you're going to say that, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. Have you ever been to a hairdresser's? Yes, yeah. So when you go there, do you ask for your own individual style of hair or do you say, can I have it a bit like Beyonce or can I have it a bit like someone else or can I have the weave like that? Because to me, that's what we're in, we're, we're conditioned to do. We're to look at an image that we think, oh, I wouldn't mind being like that. And that's because we don't see ourselves. Very, very few people can see themselves properly. You because know? all you see is through a mirror, isn't it? Whereas other people look at you in 3D, if you know what I'm saying. Certainly. You know, I, um, I don't know if it was a blessing or a curse, but oh, oh. I don't wear makeup because I don't like it. Okay. Um, I've tried. And I mean, just not... to back you up, Danielle, I don't either. So I'm just <laughs> okay. solidarity, solidarity. Yes. Um, yes. And it, it's not because I don't like it, what it represents. I just don't like it on my face. And I'm like, no, fair enough. If, you know, it, it's a lot of money, good makeup. And when I get my hair done, I pay 20 pounds. A lot of women wow. are going to kill me for this. They are going to kill you in... for that. The last time I cut my hair was before the pandemic hit. Wow. And it was a lovely lady in Walthamstow. Um, she she wasn't old. She was about, I don't know, 55. And oh, she, she sounds very hair. young. Yeah, exactly. And she looked a lot younger. So I asked her how old she was. And she told me she was very kind. Oh. And um, she was like, oh, it's 20 quid. There weren't any pictures in the room. There wasn't any pictures of celebrities. I'm somewhat drawn to a place that offers me an opportunity to be unique now. Okay. Whereas before, I would have probably been like, oh, I'd like to have my hair like Halle Berry. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, exactly. I, I think I had to go to depression to get to this point for some reason. Wow, without making wow. it sound like people should go through depression. But that was just how I ended up here um so hold on if we we've, we're lucky to have you on here but if we had your partner on here mm. would he say the same thing about about himself not about you obviously but about himself yeah my partner very much gets up for very powerful to say because he's very much into mystics of the mind he's into metaphysics oh he needs and, to talk uh, to Jermaine big time yeah, big time definitely I think they could big time he does a room on a Thursday night in the club um, oh wow okay and it's quite interesting but I think I think it does open he's going away from fitness now because he's done the boxing the kickboxing and he's training people but his heart is for spirituality and mind wow. power now so. oh he has to talk to Jermaine 100% yeah, but we've sorry, Jermaine. We've completely gone right off topic. No, no, no. This this is great. This is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I just think a lot of the time we have ideas about what we want to talk about, and then we just end up going away All from over the place. Yeah. Or, you know, we 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 lead with intuition here. So mm. yeah, absolutely. It's an open forum platform, and you can come and talk about whatever you want, whatever you like, however you like, and. Yeah. Um, Really grateful 
To we like it to be a safe forum, so we like people to talk about whatever they want to talk about. For, go with the flow, right? Yeah. I, I like that. I didn't prepare anything either. I got the gist of that from um, some other podcasts I've listened to you doing. So I was like, I'm not going to prepare. I'm just going to rock up and be good. one. Um, yeah, but going, going back to your question, you know, I, I find that in a time where social media and TV and Netflix and the rest of it, that that is so distracting in, you know, sometimes in a good way, because we do need a distraction if we're dealing with a lot. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be in a very influential way that it distracts us from how beautiful we are as an individual. Yeah. And and that's what causes us to think that, oh, I don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Jennifer Aniston, so I can't go to the gym. And I always tell people, you don't go to the gym, you know, you can go for a walk or you can say to a friend, hey, can we invest in getting a personal coach? Or, you know, I have contacted me saying they only want to work with a woman because they're a bit conscious of what men will think, mm-hmm. you know? As long as people sit down and ask themselves, what do I actually want? Uh, Sooner or later, they can pick apart what it is they want and discover a very unique approach to getting it, be it yoga or swimming or jujitsu. I did a little bit of judo when I was in the military. And the instructor let me throw him on the floor. And I was like, yes, I know he's being nice, though. Yeah, but there's no one size fits all. That that rubbish of one size fits all, you know, do this diet for 20 days or do this for 90 days. And, you know, because Jennifer got this results, Gary, you're going to get these results too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it needs to stop because one, people are wasting a lot of money on this. You know, I fix a lot of broken hearts with women invest thousands of pounds in these milkshakes and capsules and these products. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They put a biscuit in their mouth after six months. and Exactly. Them, they put all the weight back on. And I'm like, I told you to stop it already. And sometimes they have to lose that to, to appreciate good health and wellness, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, there, there is a unique option out there where people help you to discover what works for you. Um, you know, and, and that's what I specialize in. Me, I I personally work with people to become confidently fit for their own self, not based on them performing like someone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's my feel and I, I hope that helps a little bit for any It does. Um I think there's two fears, isn't there? There's the fear like we've just spoken about, that kind of uh, imagery fear. And then there's the actual practical fear of, like, you know, like I was saying to you, mean, like, what do you actually pack to come to the gym? And then when you're there, how am I going to feel comfortable doing these things when I haven't done them for so long? For, for people that stopped 20 years ago and for people that have never done it or for people that have done it and, and perhaps with the wrong trainers and what have you, how does it feel comfortable doing it as opposed to being a labour, a hardship? That's an amazing question. You know, it. I don't know. My it's been a long time since I went to school for the first time. But when I moved to what we would call high school, or you know, yeah, yeah, it. 
the fear of what people was going to think of me or was I going to have friends I think that was like a bigger change and uh-huh. it also related to starting a new job like when it was the first day that I was going to tell me my emotions were all over the place what are the people going to be like and don't ever watch these TV shows about what the military is like of people screaming at you and throwing boots <laughs> at you it is not like that. that that is not the reality of it I tell you the military is an up and coming equality and diverse community they're getting there and and I can tell you that they don't treat you like how they show you on the TV where people are screaming at you and throwing stuff at you it doesn't work like that so okay. it's all for the cameras yeah it's just all for the cameras right and wow. um, I I always try and help people to find a time in their life where they had to take the step for the very first time into something brand new and either the first day of high school or college or uni or the first day in their job you know and and sometimes that lowers the anxiety a little bit and anxiety can be good and bad you know you can be very sure. excited or you can but i found that most of the women that transition quite um i say women because 99% of my clients are women okay um, most of them that trans transit into coaching more gracefully are people who were recommended by a friend or they're joining their friend on that program so they've got something in common there's a mutual relation there okay. rather than someone just plunging in it takes a little bit more um a little bit more breaking down of barriers to just simply plunge in but if you are that person to plunge take the plunge congratulations to you definitely wow okay yeah, that's that that's me that I um I will just turn mean? up. I, I'll, I'll just turn up. up and just go for a class. Like I used to just pick random classes. I'd go for the spin class some week. Um, wow. I'd do I'd do boot camp. I'd do the boxer size. Um, and what I tended to find was that the majority of the um other people who were attending the class was women. Regardless of the class that I'm doing, even the boxer size, it was predominantly women. Um, so it it looks like it's mostly women <laughs> that go to the gym, but in the gym would be mostly men. Um, so that's it's interesting, even just considering the idea that men, as it might seem, tend not to want to go to classes. Mm, this is another big conversation, Jamie. There's so many ideas about it, you know. One of the most common ones is that um, men already know everything there is about yeah. fitness and physical <laughs> strength. So right. for them to go to a class would be a waste of a membership. And um, women like to socialize. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there is that idea behind it. But I've been in some um, classes as well. And I have to admit, same as you, the majority of us participating were women. Um, the, the most I've seen in the class was about five men. Um, and that's in a class of about 60 people. So um, it, it just goes to show really that, that there is a trend in idea 
about the types of fitness out there. You see where this is going. It's not just about your community. It's it's everywhere. There is an idea that, you know, men need to train a certain way and women need to train a certain way. So mm. it's very important for people to break that barrier down. And it sounds like you don't even have that barrier, Jermaine. You're like, this is good for me. I'm going. Which yeah. is an, a, a beautiful place to be when you discover your own unique, you know? But Jermaine was saying before you came on that he's like, for example, he has a heart resting rate like an athlete, really. Mm. So he's, it's not a, it's not a threat for him to do physical exercise because he's, he's always been in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like for people that it's a slightly alien culture that it's harder for because it's like, how can you get to feel that it's a place that you might call home when at the moment it feels very alien? Um, you know, very uncomfortable because, like, all the things that are around you just don't fit in the way that they fit seemingly to the other people that are there. Mm. And you can say, well, I'm only going to look at myself, but that's really difficult to do when there's mirrors everywhere. Yes. Really difficult to do because, you know, you can't... Where are you looking? You know, unless I have blinkers on, I'm looking everywhere around the room and everything's going on. And everyone seems much more comfortable and relaxed, like like it's their home. Like if I came to your house, that's the best way I can explain, Daniel. If I came to your house, it's going to take me a couple of visits before I can feel relaxed at all there, because it's mm-hmm. like it's your house. I don't want to intrude on you, and you might have certain rules like wear shoes, don't wear shoes, do this, don't do that. And until I get comfortable with that, for me, it's not a comfortable environment. And the gym is like that all the time because it's like. You know, certain people walk around like they own it and other people walk around like they'll get electric shock if they touch anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm uh, glad you said, I'm glad you shared that as well. You know, that's a good example going to a home. It, this is one of the main reasons why um, I chose to create a beginner's self-help course. Because okay. one, I found a lot of people would reach out to us um, because we don't only train in the gym at home I train people oh, in my okay. own home gym and I train people online via Zoom and Wow! I found some people still had a barrier there with actually seeing someone you know they wanted to make their mistakes without anybody seeing probably or they wanted to feel comfortable without feeling like someone was watching them or judging them even uh-huh. though that wasn't the case our own perception about ourselves and the environment makes our reality true, right? So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record a self-help course and just put it out there. Wow. And I tested it in 2020 in March and I was selling it for 21 pounds. It's 21 days to confidently fit. And I was like, hey, I've got a course here for 21 pounds. It's one pound a day. Give it a go. Wow, and that's I so actually cool. managed, yeah, I managed to meet a lovely lady and she signed up for it. She believed that she was disabled based on what society says about her physical ability and the way she thinks. Okay. And um, she had never done fitness in her life. She hated fitness. And she did the 21-day course, and after it, she signed up to 90 days with me. And I got wow. her in her dream wedding dress. She got Get out of here. Wedding. Are you serious? Honestly, honest, she's like my biggest success story. 
Wow, that's awesome. She she did it all on her own and she went from a place of I hate fitness and she saw me do a mountain climbers in um the advert and basically you you're in like a press up position and you're running your knees are coming up to your elbows in the press up position and um maybe if you go on my Instagram yes but it's quite hard to explain what what what's it what's your Instagram is it um we fit all we all fit yeah I mean we all fit sorry I beg your pardon yeah <laughs> you can learn to read it be brilliant <laughs> yeah and so um you know after she went on and did it and the results she got I thought you know what if it's helped her it's surely going to help somebody else so because the videos were a bit tacky I went in and redid all the content and then I launched that that course on my in my business and quite a few people have done it not only beginners but even people that thought they could do fitness they went in and did the course and they messaged me and said Oh my god, I've been doing fitness for 16 years now and I didn't even know how to do a squat until I found your course. And I'm like, what is this, you know? So it's not just about people who are doing fitness for the first time. A lot of us who have been doing fitness all our life, sometimes we need to to check ourselves as well. Yeah. Which is which is um you know it's it's not just about discomfort for beginners. But I get it taking that very first step is really really challenging and some of the options is doing a self-help course like using YouTube videos or you know a good go before ruling it out. interesting interesting um i would really love to continue this conversation for so much longer than uh, the time that we've got but I, i i think that's all we've got time for for today um but what i wanted to do was to have uh, or to invite danielle yon um to a weekly series so we'll be doing like a, a 20 minute update every week um on fitness and and topics around fitness and mental health. Um so if you're okay with that Danielle. I would love to. Thank you so much for for this Jermaine. I appreciate it. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, and we can uh, catch up every week and uh, and have a chat about what's happening in the fitness world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much. I mean, much. can I Dan- Yes. Jermaine, can I just thank Danielle because I found her really uplifting and I don't, I don't usually even tune in when people are talking about things like this because it's a little bit <laughs> outside my comfort zone. And you've been so accommodating and, and um, just like a, a hand of friendship compared to how a lot of trainers are. So mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for that. That that really means a lot, Mark. I, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you very much. Just awesome, man. Thank you. You're such a joy, Mark. Thank you so much. Enjoy. <laughs> He's gone all shy and quiet now. He doesn't like compliments. I can't say a word. <laughs> if if you ever want to shut him up, just compliment him. Oh, that's sweet. You see, Mark, you you have. Hey, to I don't mind, man. I, I, I listen. I don't. I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Right, that is all we have time for for today. You can look out for Danielle Yon from We All Fit in Future on the forthcoming series. Um, I think we're going to call it Witness the Fitness. Um, That's right. We'll, we'll play with that as a working title. Um, yeah, Danielle, Jermaine, can you just can give have... the contact details out again? Because I'm sure people will want to sign up for her. Of course, uh, yeah, Danielle, please go ahead. Uh, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Email. Yeah, as well. so we're on Instagram as We All Fit Limited. You can find us on Facebook, We All Fit Limited, Leighton, East London. Oh, you're in you London? Can, yeah, or our website is www.weallfit.co. Nice and easy. Yeah. Oh, Danielle, you're in London. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, but all our details are on our socials and um cool. You can check that out, Mark. And maybe huh? book some sessions. Check it out and book some sessions. Well, I'm, it's, I'm taking the first step. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's all we've got time for for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Danielle, you've been an absolutely amazing guest. You've been brilliant. I'm really looking forward to, to envelope and something. Uh, Jermaine, topics. just to say that uh, if people want to go to the Ascension Islands, they've got two reasons now. The giant turtles and the wonderful Danielle. Yay! There we go. Even though she's in London at the moment. But you know yeah. what I mean? The spirit of Danielle. <laughs> the spirit of her. Thank you again. This has been Curious Anarchy Podcast. Brunch with Naomi Osaka and our wonderful guest, Danielle Yon. Stay tuned for more. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.